Welcome to In the Dugout. I'm your host, Zach Lubar. I'm a high school athlete that interviews athletes, professionals, and anybody connected to sports in the D.C. area and beyond. Bruce Zimmerman is a professional baseball left-handed pitcher currently with the Baltimore Orioles. Bruce attended Loyola Blakefield High School in Maryland before attending Towson University to continue his academic and athletic career. Bruce later transferred to the University of Mount Olive and was ultimately drafted in the fifth round of the 2017 MLB draft. Bruce is extremely busy right now as as he's preparing for spring training with the Orioles, so I'm especially grateful that he could squeeze in some time to answer questions. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hey, Zach. Thank you for that uh, that really nice introduction. I appreciate it and uh, glad to be on. No problem. Thank you for um, taking the time to answer some questions. So um, first, I kind of just wanted to start out to get to know you a little bit. And, you know, I'm a high school student, so kind of get a little bit of a comparison. So you you went to Loyola Blakefield, which I was able to see is all boys uh, prep school, similar to mine. I I go to an all boys uh, prep school called St. Albans in D.C. and suit and tie and all that. So I want to hear a little bit about your experience at Loyola Blakefield, kind of hear some comparisons and, uh, you know, your baseball experience and school experience there. Uh, yeah, so like you said, Loyola is a all boys Jesuit uh, Catholic school up in uh, Towson, Maryland. I actually went to another all boys Catholic school, Cardinal Gibbons, my freshman year, um, which unfortunately closed down. And then uh, I was lucky enough to be able to attend Loyola my last three years due to a uh, anonymous benefactor that paid the rest of my tuition there, which was a, a godsend, honestly. Um, but no, I had a fantastic experience at Loyola. Um, definitely helped shape me into the, the man I am today. It was the day-to-day school experience, like you said, you know, uh, shirt and tie, you know, suit jacket in the wintertime, all the, all the nine yards of that kind of stuff. But uh, definitely learned a lot there, grew a lot. Um, and then on the baseball side of things, uh, it was definitely a – high school was interesting for me because I was what you would probably consider a late bloomer. Um, so by the time I started getting – good and seeing uh, a jump in my game from previous years around like my sophomore, junior year, you know, my class was already committed to colleges, um, things like that. So I was a little behind the eight ball when it, when it came to looking to the next level, even though I knew that I ultimately wanted to continue playing at the next level. Um, You know, I had a pretty successful uh, high school career uh, through my junior and especially my senior year at, uh, you know, Four of my best friends I'm still best friends with were on the baseball team with me. Um, you know, we all played together. Unfortunately, we got eliminated in the semifinals my senior year, but, you know, we had a, a good a good run at it and uh, definitely was one of the more successful Loyola teams, which was exciting. Um, but, yeah, I always knew I wanted to go to the next level. I didn't know how or where. Um, and that's where, thankfully, one of the assistant coaches at Loyola at the time, my senior year, knew the head coach at Towson Baseball which I don't know if you know this, but the story was that Towson baseball got cut um, the year, my senior year of high school. And they weren't, and they finally got back right before. Um, so the Towson baseball head coach, my colleague came out, saw me pitch a couple games uh, for Loyola and ultimately ended up offering me a, uh, a scholarship to go play at Towson, which uh, I'm eternally grateful for because it gave me a chance to go D1, you know, see that side of baseball and, uh, you know, ultimately take take my game to the next level. Yeah, that's definitely interesting to hear. And it's actually quite similar to, um, you know, my school I go to right now. And um, so you, you got that opportunity to go to Towson. Was it, was it because, um, you know, the program got cut, so all the um, commits had to decommit, and then you got the opportunity with an empty roster to, you know, get that get a little bit of luck in your senior year? Um, I'm sure that came down to it. Um, I'm sure that I never got the full story, but I'd imagine my spot opened up because of uh, guys decommitting or whatnot. Um, never really got the full story. I honestly didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. I was ultimately, you know, I was given a, given a chance to go play at the next level and, you know, division one uh, at that. So, I mean, all in all, I was, I was just stoked to be able to uh, continue my baseball career and also, uh, you know, go to a pretty, pretty good academic school as well in Towson. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. So you said that your your goals were and your high school goals were to continue and play at the next level. So when, once you got that opportunity to, um, you know, take your game to play at Towson, what were your goals for your career at Towson? 
So to be honest with you, my, my goal was to always play college ball. Um, everybody dreams about playing professional baseball. I honestly just, you know, I didn't know if it was in the cards for me. So ultimately when I got to Towson, I wanted to see how, I wanted to see how good I could get at baseball. Obviously it was still a driving passion of mine and I wanted nothing more than to reach my highest potential. Um, but to be honest, that fresh, my freshman year going into my sophomore year, um, I was really focused on school and, and using baseball to uh, meet my academic goals as well, which was, you know, do well in school, grad, graduate and, and use it to uh, as a stepping stone to, you know, the rest of my life as an, as an adult, get a good job, et cetera. Um, it wasn't until my sophomore year um, I started to get a little more velocity behind my, my fastball and got a little bigger and stronger in the weight room. And I started talking to some other guys that, you know, some older guys and that had been there before. And I realized that I, I had a chance, a legitimate chance. I, if I kept working at it to play, you know, professionally as, you know, a left-handed starting pitcher, you know, you got a little, a little more odds on your favor if you're, if you're pretty good. Uh, so at that point, that's, that's when I started looking into um, transfer opportunities, things like that. Um, just trying to, to find a place, you know, really take that next step, which, which happened to be Mount Olive after playing in the uh, Coastal Plains League my sophomore summer. So, so why Mount Olive? You said a little bit about uh, you wanted to get a, a better opportunity to go to the pros, but why specifically was it Mount Olive and um, what were your intentions when going there? Uh, so it really was luck. I ended up running into one of the uh, teammates, you know, from Mount Olive on my summer baseball team and, Basically, he, he laid the facts out for me that even though they were Division Two, which at the time I, I really had no exposure to Division Two or, or JUCO, because honestly, I would have tried to go JUCO out of high school if I knew what that was. But at the time, I didn't. But either way, back to Mount Olive, uh, I, when I got when I talked to that guy, he was telling me, you know, you know, every team comes to their scout day, all 32 pro teams. Um, they usually have a few draft picks every year. Um, they have a history of winning, competing, you know, going to regionals, which ultimately when your conference, that's exposure. You go to a regional, that's even more exposure. Um, so it was a little bit of a drawback on the, on the social side of things, but and ultimately they had a, you know, a fantastic baseball program and they had a, a very good business school as well. So I was able to, you know, I wasn't sacrificing my uh, my academic goals, even though baseball was now, you know, the first priority to a certain extent. Um, it, it seemed like a, a kind of a no brain decision at the end of it to uh, to really see where baseball could take me um, now that I was you know, ultimately serious about trying to go to the, the you know, the next level in pro ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, you <clears throat> mentioned a little bit about, you know, the downside just briefly about the social scene but clearly it, it panned out considering you got ended up getting drafted and what a year or two later 2017 so um during that process uh you know a lot of guys know they're going to get drafted you know just baseball is like a three-day draft four-day draft and there's tons of rounds and uh you know you'll get some calls from scouts beforehand and um you know pro scouts but a lot of the times the guys know that they're going to get drafted to a certain team. They just don't know when, uh, was that the case for you? And, um, you know, what, what was the draft process like in a sense? Um, so the, I'll go ahead to draft process first. The draft process starts, um, started my junior year, obviously with, uh, you know, a lot of times in the big division one that starts your freshman year, but it started for me, my junior year, because that's when I actually got exposure to scouts and being at a program where, um, that was possible. Um, not to take anything away from Towson, they've made some fantastic strides in the past couple of years, and that program is really turning around, which is awesome to see. But um, so junior year at Scout Day in the fall, um, I got a lot of interest from from uh, different scouts. Had a pretty good junior year season, and I ended up talking to some teams, but ultimately um, didn't pan out my junior year. Um, so I went back to school, and then so I knew we're going into my senior year. I knew the teams knew about me and I knew I was on their, you know, their draft radar as a senior sign. So I basically just had to have, you know, the same kind of year I had or a little bit better. Um, so going through that process, you know, had another really good season and throughout the season, they send you questionnaires. So you kind of get a feeling of, 
you know, what teams are looking at you, the scouts will keep up with you. Um, you know, after you will come to games, you'll see if a cross checker shows up, which is like kind of the, the scouts boss, if you will. Um, so I kind of knew going into my senior year, there was, there was a few teams that were repeatedly coming out to watch as well as getting, you know, contact from them through emails and phone calls. And the Braves obviously were, uh, were up there on the list. My, my assistant coach at the time, um, kind of knew that that was the team that was going to take me. He kind of called it like halfway through the season, to be honest. Um, but I knew the Braves were up there, you know, the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Angels, uh, they were all, all way up there, just depending on who was going to, you know, pull the trigger first. So not to say that I was, you know, I knew it was going to happen um, because looking back on it, you know, there's, there's always some nerves that it might not. Um, but I had a pretty strong feeling that I was, I was going to be taken, you know, at some point in the draft. You know, going in the fifth round was a, a complete surprise and a total shock. I did not think it was going to be like that. But, you know, that's life for you. You never, you never know how the draft is going to work out. Um, so I ended up going going in the fifth round. I was, I was at home with my parents. Uh, it, was, it was surreal in, in many, many ways. Um, kind of like, a, you know, ultimately you want to play in the big leagues. But that draft day is a culmination of a, of a life lifetime of, of hard work in the sport that you love. Um, so being able to celebrate with my parents and then family and friends came over later that day. And, uh, it, it was a pretty, pretty amazing experience just to, you know, hear your name get called and, and know that, you know, you were going to get to play this game, you know, a little bit longer. Yeah. I, I can imagine how, um, insane that must've been to just think about how just a few years prior to the draft, you were, um, not even, it wasn't concerned that you were going to play college ball and you were actually and once you got to college ball you were planning where you spend most of your focus on the business side and the academic side and um it's crazy how it progressed in just a few years and um so a little further into the future after the draft you're in rookie ball with the braves and i kind of want to know about the competition level and the the difference in compared to um d2 ball and just to the, the whole, a little bit about the experience as a in rookie ball getting uh, after getting drafted in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. um, so to put it in perspective, the team that I played for, Mount Olive. I mean, once we got into regional play and whatnot, I mean, we were a good enough team to to hang with any Division One school um, for at least like two games. After that, like we didn't have the depth in pitching. We had very good starting pitching and we had a couple really good arms out of the pen, but, you know, we could hang with division one teams. And, and when you look at the comparison from, you know, college ball to pro ball, the like good division one baseball, like high tier division one baseball is probably the equivalent of a high a baseball in pro ball. Um, so Danville, it was still a jump, obviously. I mean, the, it's still pro ball for that reason. Um, but, I'm not going to say it was a, a huge jump or any jump in the, the talent that, you know, we were facing in college, to be honest. It was, it was an adjustment because it was a different nature of training and then guys and just, you know, having it be a job instead of a, a sport um, at the, in that regard. Uh, but as far as the actual jump in, you know, talent level and stuff, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad of a, uh, disparity between, you know, college and going into that. It's when you, when you start getting into to high A and, and double A where you really start seeing the, the maturation of players and their approaches and, you know, guys that can really do damage and leave the yard, you know, one through nine in a lineup instead of just having to get, you know, the three hole through the five hole out and then you can kind of coast through the rest of the lineup and, that really goes away once you, once you get to the middle levels of, you know, professional baseball, but uh, Danville was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was, a, it was a very high, we had a ton of college guys on that Danville roster. Um, so it was kind of just like a lot of fun because you're playing with a bunch of guys your age, you know, fresh out of the draft. It's all exciting and new. There really aren't any, uh, I guess, reservations or, being nervous, I guess, because everybody knows they get like that season, like nobody's getting cut or anything like that. So everybody's playing free and loose and it's just kind of like a fun time. It's like 
it's almost like being back in summer baseball, but you know, you get to realize that it's your job now, which is, you know, an added benefit. Yeah, that's it's definitely interesting to hear and uh, compare to some of the, you know, previous people I've interviewed said the same thing about the jump from college ball to rookie ball, how it's not, it's not that different in terms of talent. And I assume it's because, you know, there's a bunch of raw guys with a bunch of potential straight out of high yeah. school, maybe even. And um, mm-hmm. it's really, yeah, it's, it's really more holes in their swings, you know, they're easier to pitch to um, in reality of instead of maybe having like a, a stud shortstop and like a good center fielder, like you got a good shortstop and a good second baseman, maybe a guy at first that can pick it. You know, maybe your corner outfielder has an absolute cannon and your left fielder can run anything down. So it's like playing with that behind you um, definitely makes it a lot easier as a pitcher. You know, as a hitter, I'm sure it's a lot different because you have, you know, instead of maybe seeing like three or four guys that throw 90, low 90s, you have like everybody throwing low 90s and a couple of mid 90s. So that can be a jump, I'm sure. But yeah, as far as from, uh, from a pitching side of things, um, especially as I've heard this comparison, but anybody that kind of learns how to pitch in college um, instead of just being a thrower uh, can usually do very well in the lower levels because you can expose guys who don't know how to, you know, stick to an approach or understand situation and things like that. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, pretty, pretty cool to hear how your first year you were able to kind of have play loosely given that, um, you had more room for error as a rookie. So once you kind of got more into that rookie ball season, what were your your goals? And in a sense, what were your goals for making it up? And you ultimately progress all the way through the minors into the majors. But getting from that, that jump from rookie ball to um, single A and then double A, what, what, what were your what was your mindset? And how did you prepare? And what did you want um, in that? ultimately ultimately my goal was to because what people don't know it's a little bit more of a uh a gauntlet run as you could could say for senior signs because ultimately how much a team invests in you in the draft is you know very correlated correlates very well to how long they hold on to you um, because they have an investment in you. So as a senior sign, I, I kind of knew that going in, I needed to make a statement, you know, kind of prove my worth and like for them to hold on to me. Um, so that first Danville season, you know, it was just getting through the season, getting my feet wet, um, kind of adjusting to pro ball as fast as I could. But then going into that first spring training into 2018, that was all about just showing what I could do. Um, and proving it as long as possible and being durable and eating innings and, and uh, just showing that I could be a valuable piece to the organization, um, you know, to hang on and hang around as long as I could. You know, thankfully, I was, I was blessed to have a, a very successful first season in Loe. Um, you know, made an all-star game, pitched well, and then, uh, you know, caught a little bit of luck in there with being promoted over high A straight to double A. Um, which was a massive step for my career because um, it really shortened, you know, the amount of time that I had to stick in the minor leagues. So it was a little nerve wracking, you know, because knowing that once I was going to double A, I really had to prove myself right away there, you know, for the sake of they could always just send me back to high A. Um, so going through all that, it was kind of just establishing myself as much as possible in the Braves organization as a valuable asset um and keep growing every single year and then obviously when the news came that i was traded um it kind of had to restart the process all over again it was you know once i got to baltimore in july it was you know establishing myself in this organization all over again um to kind of prove that how much i was worth in that trade and, and ultimately solidify a spot um and build upon that in 2019 and on yeah, so double A ball definitely increasing um, in talent wise, as you said. And you know, you, in that trade, you you know, those guys, some notable names like Darren O'Day, a submarine guy, and um, must have been pretty pretty cool to be included in a trade like that. But so once you got, you kind of talked about your transfer, went your um, transfer to the Bowie Bay Sox, similar competition, um, and you said that obviously different kind of having to readjust and do a whole new organization. Um, but, you know, it was, was it the same mindset, just trying to 
play well and get up to AAA? Yeah, ultimately, it was a little bit different. I mean, I knew coming from the Braves, who were just on the cusp of being, you know, playoff contenders every year, which now they are, the Orioles were taking not a, I mean, in, a, in effect, a step back to start actually rebuilding. Um, so I knew I was coming to an organization with a lot of opportunity um, and a lot of, you know, just a lot of opportunity for advancement if you can make yourself valuable. Um, but I also knew that they were also trading for a ton of other young guys. And so there's going to be a ton of other young trade guys who you can see now in this organization and well, as well as the other guys they drafted, like, uh, like Dean Kramer, who came from the Dodgers, who, you know, I debuted, he debuted right before me last year. And, um, you know, a lot of the other position players like Bannon and, uh, and using Neil Diaz and, you know, my other, my friend, Brooke Cumberland from the Braves. So it was, it was kind of like, how fast can you make a statement to be valuable to this organization when I got here with the Orioles? So it was kind of doing that. And it was, they, you know, they were switching to a more analytical approach. So there's a learning curve on that regard with the Orioles, which, you know, ended up benefiting me a lot in the long run so far, which I'm appreciative of, but, you know, that was a learning curve. And then, but basically the mindset would show up every day, you know, in 2019, we had a, probably one of the best staffs that I've pitched on um, in pro ball so far in, in Bowie. Um, and so that team was a lot of fun. You know, we ended up winning the, I missed out on it, but they ended up, I, cause I got promoted, but we got, we won the second half in Bowie. Um, so yeah, it was basically just, you know, keeping the ball rolling there from coming into 2018, 2019 was uh, really just make a statement with, you know, what I can do on the mound, knowing that, you know, one step away to AAA and then hopefully the call-up. So, um, pitched well in 2019 and then got, got that call up to AAA. And, um, at that point, it's just being consistent every single time you tow the rubber, um, as long as possible until it takes them to call you up and, and hopefully kind of maybe like force their hand a little bit with just how well you're doing. But, you know, baseball is a, a very tough sport, and that's not always the case. But for the most part, I, um, I, was, I was pretty pretty fortunate with with how my uh, how my tour went in the nineteen. Yeah, you were c- clearly able to get some attention in AAA because you ended up getting that call up. Which uh, now we can get into the you know the most recent time and you know the most probably the most entertaining part of it. So you just a bit of the progression. You know, you were. You were blown away by the fact that you got drafted. Well, not really, but, you know, compared to what you were like in your position as a uh, senior in high school. And then, you know, a few years later getting drafted, you were ecstatic. Now you get the call up to go to the MLB. What what were your emotions? And, you know, you know, how did you feel? How grateful were you? I mean, yeah. Um, Real quick to touch on the actual trade. I had no idea. I I didn't think in a million years that I was going to be part of a trade um in 2018 so when that happened i was completely floored and granted it was, it was coming home to you know my hometown team which was an amazing thing in and of itself to be able to you know come play in Camden yards hopefully one day and all that kind of stuff but yeah as far as the the call up you know it was 2020 was just a just a very strange season overall which we all know so you know, I come into camp in 2020 and, and had one of the best springs that I've ever had. You know, I was feeling fantastic. And then obviously COVID hits and the world gets turned upside down. Um, kind of go through the whole quarantine at home. You know, I get COVID, no issues, thankfully. Um, no symptoms, beat that. And, you know, finally get to that alternate site. And uh, it's kind of just biding your time at that point. You know, me and the other guys that were AAA, 4A guys, it's like, you know, there's, there's always that chance, but you know, with every passing day, you know, that chance gets slimmer and slimmer for that year. Um, but at the end of the season, I knew there was like there, we had one homestand left. Um, and then we were going on the road to finish the year. So I knew it had to happen in the first part of that homestand, uh, to get the news at least, because after that they weren't, they weren't going to take, you know, debut rookie guys on the road. So, I remember it was a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. I got a call right after the end of the game 
from uh, Hyde, the manager, and Elias, and uh, KB, who's one of our front office personnel guys. And, uh, you know, got that news that every little kid dreams about, you know, playing baseball in their front yard, you know, finally getting a chance to go to the big leagues. Um, it was surreal, honestly. I mean, I, I had an idea it was coming um, based on what I was told at the field like a couple of days before, but, you know, nothing ever really prepares you for that, for that call, which is like the culmination of everything in a regard in a way. So, um, yeah, I was like pretty speechless for it, you know, said thank you on the phone, called my mom and pop, you know, called my brother, um, kind of broke the news slowly because they weren't actually allowed to announce the debut, the, the call up until after the first game because it was a doubleheader that I was going to be pitching in. Um, so once they announced the news later, earlier that uh, next morning, that's when it got really crazy. Um, you know, my phone started blowing up. You know, everybody from my little league coach to, you know, a kid I went to high school with or whatever was was all reaching out to congratulate me, which was which was amazing. But also I had to turn my phone off <laughs> uh, before the game to focus. Um, but, yeah, overall, man, it was, it was it was absolutely surreal. And I remember going out to the dugout once I got to Camden uh, by myself before batting practice and just sitting in the dugout and looking out over the stadium, you know, realizing that in a few hours I was going to be towing that rubber as a major league pitcher, you know. So it was that was kind of the moment that it, it really kind of set in, got some butterflies in my stomach, and uh, they kind of realized the the moment that I was in, which, you know, I'll look back on for the rest of my life. It was, it was incredibly special. Yeah, definitely surreal. So if I were to <clears throat> tell you as a – junior in high school or you know, sophomore before you hit the you know got got some velo on your fastball and all that that you would be you know five six years later pitching against the soon to be american league champions tampa bay rays would would you believe me at all i mean i definitely can't say that it wouldn't be a i i would believe you to a certain extent i always knew it was possible you know Maybe not major leagues or whatever, but, you know, playing pro ball is always in the back of my mind as long as I can remember. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the reality of me, me believing you, if you said that, you know, I probably would have, you know, laughed and, you know, walked off or whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, it, it feels like it's been 10 years and or two weeks. You know, it, the time absolutely flies by. The season seems to go quicker and quicker every year, but it's pretty crazy to think back on, you know, five, six years ago now it was, you know, it wasn't really in my mind that I was going to play, you know, try to make pro ball my career. Um, so it's, it's pretty incredible and yeah, absolutely blessed and, and fortunate with all the, with everything that I've gone through and everybody that's helped me, you know, be in the position that I am today because, you know, I definitely, did not do it by myself and, you know, I'll forever have to give credit where credit's due to the people that helped me get to this situation. Yeah, that's definitely, it's definitely awesome to hear and, you know, to experience for you. But, um, and then, you know, you're facing your, your debut, facing that the loaded Rays batting lineup with uh, Rosarena and Brandon Lau and all those guys, um, you know, d definitely not an easy task. And, you know, you managed to have a solid out outing, especially for a debut. And I mean, I hate to get into specific at bats, but you know, Randy Rosarena just a month or two after even less than that, after you pitched Joe, he sort of broke out and had one of the best um, post seasons we've seen in a while. What was it like facing, facing him and what, what was your approach and your mindset? Um, I think he was my first, my first AB. Um, and what I can remember first guy I had to face and, I know that first AB, he swung first pitch on me, which <laughs> took me by surprise, but swung first pitch and kind of lined one out to the right fielder, thank God, but um, which made it easy on me because, you know, that first pitch is the one everybody talks about, about where the jitters are and everything. And so thankfully it wasn't out because if I would have given up a first pitch hit on my debut, I, I probably would have been a bit rattled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I knew he was hot. I mean, he was hot coming to the game at the, at the time, I think, in his last like 20 or so at bats, he was hitting like 400 or over 400. So 
everybody in the ballpark knew he was hot at the time. And clearly he like continued that into the postseason and was just tearing the cover off the ball for them all postseason, which was pretty awesome to watch just as a baseball fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was, I didn't think anything much of it going into the game. I just wanted to get that first out more than anything. So he made it, uh, he made it pretty easy on me by swinging that first pitch. Yeah. Uh, and crazy to be uh, facing a Rosarani as your first major league at bat. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, you know, gives us to an extent as much detail as we have time for, but uh, kind of to wrap it up in a, in, a, in a bit. So if you could, you obviously you still have, you're young. Uh, some of the other guys I've interviewed, we're talking about, you know, former, uh, you know, they're 10 years ago, they're, their um, memories about, and about playing in the big leagues, but you, you still got a ways to go. Um, but so it, it's definitely, inter- it would be definitely interesting to hear from you considering you're still playing uh, any advice to give to young athletes trying to, whether it be high school, college, trying to improve their games and uh, be the best they can be in their respective uh, leagues and conferences. And yeah. Um, so usually the, I get this answer, you know, whenever I talk to younger guys, whether it be like old teams or, or players that I've played with that are coaches and want me to talk to the teams or whatnot. But um first and foremost is to not take this game for granted, you know, not to steal a good quote, but, you know, from the, from the movie Moneyball, which I'm sure if any baseball fan has seen, it's like we all get told at some point that we can't play, you know, this kid's game anymore. So really, you know, whether you're in high school or college or especially pro ball, you know, I, I know I don't, but to not take it for granted, you know, every day that you get to lay some up and, you know, throw the ball around with some friends and, and hit and stuff like that. It, it, it's a day that you should appreciate, um, you know, even coming down here in Florida every spring now, it really sets in to come down here, you know, like the 75 degree weather and, you know, I'm waking up every day to go to a ballpark, you know, to play a kid's game for a job, for a living. <laughs> um, so it's, it, that never ceases to uh, give me a profound sense of, of gratitude for, you know, where I'm at right now um, and to not take it for granted. But besides the uh, gooey part about it, you know, the nuts and bolts of it is, you know, find one way to to get better every day. You know, you're not going to have every day isn't going to be, you know, you're not going to have that insane fire in your belly every single day to 100 percent to, you know, get after in the gym and to get after in the cage and to you know, a long toss and, uh, you know, it's not going to be there every day, no matter how much of a competitor you are, but, you know, on those down days or whatnot, you can always find one way to get better, whether it's, you know, as a hitter, maybe just focus on pitch recognition for a day or as a pitcher, you know, we can't do a thousand reps like a hitter every day in the cage. So as pitchers, it's like, you know, how serious do you take your catch play every day? Because, you know, that's something that we do every day, but a lot of guys kind of just coast through it. You know, picking signs, making sure you're not tipping pitches, you know, flipping and breaking balls, trying to work on different grips, trying to find which grips work for you. There's This game is so detail-oriented. Um, it's incredible. So there's no – there's an endless list of ways that you can get, you know, what I like to say is just get 1% better every day. And if you can do that – at the minimum, you know, you're going to be a pretty, you're going to be a much better version of yourself by the end of a season, by the end of an off season, you know, even from one start to the next or one game to the next. Um, and another, one last point um, that I'll make is the one thing that I, I started doing once I got to pro ball more seriously was, was keeping a journal, um, especially from, for bullpens, you know, writing down what I want to do in that bullpen and then coming back and, you know, writing how I did, what I did well, what I did bad. It just helps you keep a more uh, conscious effort to stay focused every day on the task at hand, but also gives you a good way to look back on, you know, what you did last week, last bullpen, you know, did you do it well? Okay, good. Let's focus on something else. Or or let's go back to that because you struggled with that your last outing Um, and vice versa for hitters, for the hitting terminology. Um, but those are really the two things, just, you know, 
take, take a conscious effort in your day-to-day um, time at the field um, and appreciate every day you get to get to play this game. Yeah, not just going through the motions, but actually trying to get something out of it. My coach also says a similar thing. He always says, especially at the beginning of each season, not to take an at-bat for granted because you never know when it's going to be your last one. It's a bit cliche, but, you know, it's – Yeah, the ring's true. Yeah, definitely um, is accurate. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, telling us about most of your um, experience up to this point. So what, what are the next few – weeks and months look like you know baseball sense you know in spring training uh games haven't started yet but are, are you down there and yeah yeah we we, we actually um pitchers and catchers reported about a week ago so we've been yeah. going for a week steady right now position players just showed up the other day so now we're getting into uh you know live abs and getting ready for games which start uh the end of this week so yeah i mean now it's 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 really just focused on you know, everything on baseball, you know, getting to the field every day, getting your work in, getting your recovery in, um, you know, the, the, excuse me, the goal obviously for this season is this spring is to, um, you know, build on the short stint I had last year, um, you know, proving what I can do and, you know, hopefully breaking with the club and, and being on that opening day roster to, to help, uh, you know, go fight for a, a postseason berth. Yeah. So have you been throwing you around or did you take a break after last season or anything? Um, Yeah, I usually take about a month and a half off from throwing. Um, You know, it's not a complete break. So I usually, you know, pick up a football or a baseball maybe once a week for those that month and a half I take off. Um, But for the most part, I'm I'm letting it, you know, my arm rest. Uh, I usually take about two weeks off sometimes three at the most but usually about two weeks off from the gym um and then i'm right back in the gym on a you know a more uh a higher intensive you know five days a week in a gym as opposed to you know only a couple lifts every five days in season so really it's about getting back in the gym building up that strength um and everything you know to go again for another full season but uh yeah, I usually take about a month, month and a half off from throwing. Yeah, it's tough on the arm to um, throw all year round, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, especially considering uh, you're so busy right now preparing for um, you know, spring training and that opportunity. Uh, so it, it couldn't be more grateful for you to spend uh, 45 minutes on here with me answering some questions. Definitely interesting to hear the story and learn a, a bit about your career so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to following you and um, seeing seeing what comes up next in the spring training and, you know, the years after that. And uh, good luck to you in the spring training and, you know, the rest of your baseball career with the O's or wherever it might be. Yeah, I appreciate that, Zach. It was a, it was a pleasure getting to know you and, uh, and thank you for letting me share my story with you. Hopefully, you know, uh, help some some of your listeners or in some way or another but uh i appreciate you having me on yeah no problem so bruce zimmerman with the orioles left-handed pitcher um loyola blakefield high school to towson to mount olive to the braves to the o's uh worked his way all the way up through the minors got an opportunity in the majors uh had a solid outing and uh, you know, just the start of his career, which is hopefully going to be a long, long one in the majors, and we'll see where it goes. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one.